Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in the book of Philippians, and we are continuing in chapter 3. In fact, you're going to be looking at verses 12 through 16 this morning. 12 through 16. And there's a truth in this passage that I am just really excited to look at and to get into. It is it is just really an incredible truth, one that I think will, will really help everyone in their pursuit of Christ if they really lay hold of this truth that the Apostle Paul lays down for us. But let's get into our passage here today, and let's read Philippians chapter 3. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation, for we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks they have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through Christ in uh, through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I attain the resurrection from the dead, not that I've already obtained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if there is anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Mind. Brethren, join in my in following my example, and note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Now, we're going to be focusing in on here this morning is verses 12 through 16, and it says once again, not that I've already obtained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if anything excuse me, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. 
Now, of course, what this is in context of is pressing towards to know Christ and to know him more, to know him and to know him more. And that is ultimately the goal of every Christian, to know Christ and to know him more. That that should be what your goal is, that we, is what we just looked at here in the, the, the previous podcast, is that we looked at this concept of we shouldn't have confidence in the flesh, but we should be looking to know Christ, to know him more, and seeking Christ, and seeking who he is, and, and following following after him and all that he is. But sometimes we come to find that's not easy. How do we do that? What are the things that could trip us up from knowing him and knowing him more? And the Apostle Paul really goes and he lays it forth well. He says, he, he says, look, I, I, I don't I don't count it as as that I've already apprehended. I, I'm not perfect, is what the Apostle Paul is coming out here and saying. Not that I've already obtained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which of Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, before we get into that one thing, I I want us to notice here that the Apostle Paul doesn't view himself to have already have obtained or to be made perfect. He's not not perfect yet, is what he's saying. Now, this is this is vital to go and to understand this, because if you remember back to chapter two, it's that we have a right view of ourselves, and, and, and this means that we have the right amount of humility. This means that we have an accurate perception of ourselves, which of course is is looking into the Word of God and measuring ourselves based upon that standard. And the Apostle Paul, while he's saying this, this is vital for us to understand, because there are some people who get kind of, well, how to put it high-minded about themselves. They think, man, they're all that and a bag of chips. They think that they have arrived. They think that they are perfected. You know, they, they listen to their GPS. I use a GPS all the time. And, and when it goes and, and you, you get to your destination, it says, you have arrived. But that's what they're thinking spiritually. They think, man, I have arrived. There is nothing more for me to learn. You, you know, I, I am really, really sanctified. I, I have done all of this. In fact, I, I remember early on in, in ministry and uh, going in, in, in ministering to people, there, there, is, there is one man who sticks out above the rest, uh, in, in specifically in his own mind, he sticks out in, in that way. But, but he would constantly say this. He, he would go and retell and recount all the time of his battle with pride. He would go and say, you know, when I was younger, I, I, I struggled with pride and then he would go and say, but I won that battle and I no longer struggle with pride. And he was probably the most arrogant man I've ever met, or at least in the top five of the most arrogant people I've ever met in my life. And, and he just oozed this prideful arrogance in every way. And I mean, it was just this, this constant thing that he would go and say, look, I, I, I battled this battle, but oh, I've, I have now overcome it and I am so great and da, da, da. And I mean, you could just tell even in the way he was retelling his story, it wasn't true humility. It's, you know, it was a lot of irony that was going on in his life. But he viewed himself to have obtained. He viewed himself, in a sense, to be perfected. He, he wouldn't go and say that he was perfected, but at least in that area, he would go and view himself to be perfected. But the Apostle Paul says, no, 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 no. Don't view yourself in that way. I don't view myself in that way. Don't think that when I say that I have more confidence in the flesh, and yet I, I count that as loss— 
uh, for the, the sake of knowing Christ and knowing him more. Don't think that I'm saying that I'm perfect. Don't think that I'm coming out at this with a, with a holier-than-thou attitude. He's saying, look, I just look out and, and understand. I, you, you don't measure up to where I was in, in the righteousness that I could have counted for myself. I understand that, but I also understand that I'm still pursuing Christ. See, the problem is, is that when you believe that you've arrived, you stop pursuing Christ. You believe that you've hit, a, even if you believe it's in an arrival, you, you hit a plateau, and there is no such thing as a plateau in the Christian life. You're either growing or you're shrinking, but there is no such thing as plateauing in the Christian life. You're either becoming more like Christ or you're becoming less like Christ. You're either knowing Christ more or you're knowing Christ less. There is no plateau in the Christian life. But then he tells us this one thing that I do, and this is the one thing that I believe will help you the most in your Christian life. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You see, the Apostle Paul didn't live in the past. So many people live in the past, whether it's their past failures or their past successes. Because you notice the Apostle Paul didn't go and say, I forget all the bad things that have ever happened to me, and I press on. No, he just says, I forget those things that are behind me. Now, he just had recounted you know, that he was a circumcised on the, the eighth day, a Hebrew of Hebrews, that he was of the tribe of Benjamin, that he was uh, of the stock of Israel, that, uh, that, that concerning the zeal, he, he persecuted the church, concerning the law, he's a Pharisee, uh, concerning righteousness, in the, which is in the law, he's blameless. I, I mean, don't think that he's sitting here saying that he doesn't have a knowledge of those things that are of the past. There are some people who want to go and say that there is no knowledge of the past, and that's not what the Apostle Paul is saying. You know, he goes and, and says in other places that he was the chief of sinners because he persecuted the church. We, we understand that the Apostle Paul is not trying to disconnect from reality here. But what he's getting at, the truth that he's conveying, is that he doesn't let the past define, his, define him. He doesn't let the past define his present. Whether that's his failures or his successes, because th this is one of the problems that, that we can see in Christianity. It is one is that some people will fail, and then when they get you know past that failure, they will look back to that failure and they will let it paralyze them. It becomes the, the, the paralysis of failure. Do not let the paralysis of failure define you. Do not let it paralyze you. Get up and try again. Get up and get to work, Christian. You, you failed in your devotions yesterday. Well, what does that have to do with your devotions today? You failed in the sin that you're struggling with. Well, what does that have to do with you failing today? Choose righteousness now. Choose what's right now. But here's the other problem. You see, sometimes it goes the other way. Christians start resting upon their laurels, the good old days, the things that I used to do, and they quit pursuing Christ. They quit pursuing the things of Christ. They think they have arrived. They live in their successes and their glory days, and they don't realize that they are called still yet today to know Christ and to know him more, to know him and to know him more. That needs to be your heart's cry, 
to know him and to know him more, which means that you're growing in that knowledge. You're growing in that pursuit. You're still pursuing Christ today. Don't rest upon your laurels. Don't rest upon your past successes. Pursue him. Pursue him today. This one thing I do, says the Apostle Paul, and think about all the failures that he could go, that could have gone and paralyzed him. Oh man, I, I, I was right there holding the clothes of the people who, who threw rocks at one of the first deacons and Stephen and stoned him. Man, I sure got it wrong. Think about the successes that he could have rested upon. I helped plant this church and that church and this church and that church, and I'm an apostle. I've led this person to the Lord and these hundred people to the Lord and those hundred people to the Lord, and I've baptized all these people, and I've had all these revelations, and I've had all of this. I've healed the sick. I've done all these things. The apostle Paul could have rested upon his laurels, but yet he said, no, 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 no. I forget the things that are behind, and I press on towards the goal which is Christ Jesus, to know him and to know him more. Do not let your, let your past failures or your past successes stop you from pursuing Christ. Forget those things that, 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 are, that, that are in the past. When you wake up in the morning, you say, give me Jesus. Not I had enough Jesus yesterday or I failed to pursue Jesus yesterday. You wake up and you say, give me Jesus today. I need him and I need to know him more. Do not leave your first love, Christian. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel it, the song that is rising. Then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now.